What's up? You'll hear it. Hey, this is Bob Deboo, the host of the Upright Citizens podcast. Got a question for you. How would you like to get inside the mind of one of the most recorded musicians of all time? Well, here's your chance. The legendary bassist Ron Carter will join the Open Studio community on June 14th for an exclusive one-time only live mentor session. You don't want to miss this. To learn the secrets to the maestro's iconic sound, gain insights to his unique musical mind in real time, pick his brain on his illustrious career, and get answers that'll propel your music to new heights. Join today and unlock your free 14-day trial at openstudiojazz.com. Then you'll be able to not only join the maestro in this exclusive conversation, but dig into his brilliant course, Blueprint for Jazz Bass, and so much more. So sign up now. Peace. I'm Adam Madison. You're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Well, today, You'll Hear Iters, we are going to cover something that I don't think we've ever covered here at Open Studio, but it's kind of one of the most fundamental chord changes that you can understand. And what I love about teaching this fundamental chord change is it does so much to help us with things like tritone substitutions and general chord substitutions, because it's kind of one of the first malleable chord progressions that we learn as jazz pianists. And the chord progression is as follows. It's a three, six, two, five, right? The old three, six, two, five. Maybe it's a turnaround at the end of a tune. Maybe it's the turnaround at the end of an A section. Uh, maybe it's right in the middle of a standard, but whatever it is, it's something that is very, very common in most great American songbook standards and a lot of jazz standards. And it's one of those things that can be done in a variety of ways. And we're really going to be talking about one chord out of these four chords. Um, and that is the six chord. So let's get to it. A three, six, two, five in the key of C means that we start on the three chord, E minor seven, right? Then we go to the six chord. A minor seven, or is it A minor seven? We'll talk about that. And then a two chord, D minor seven, and then a five chord, G seven. And usually you might end up, you know, at the one, right? You could see this at the end of a tune, something like, uh, you know, we've hear, heard it a million times. Now, the reason why we're talking about this is because there's so many ways to approach this six chord. We just talked on Wednesday about diatonic sevenths and their secondary dominance. So if we stick to the diatonic sevenths here, these are all diatonic root movements. And sort of the most level one basic version of this is for everything to be diatonic. So the E minor seven um, is literally E minor seven, Phrygian mode, remember. Go Phrygian or go home. The A minor seven is another minor seven. However, Aeolian, all the white keys from A to A, right? The D minor seven is Dorian, and the G seven could be a Mixolydian, maybe it's a half hole diminished, whatever your dominant chord you want it to be, right? So this is kind of the level one, this diatonic minor seven. Now we're really gonna be talking here as if we're improvising, right? We're not playing a specific melody. We are in the middle of a solo and there's a three, six, two, five, right? So the first version might be just complete diatonic where the sixth chord is minor seven, right? It's a beautiful sound. You probably don't play that sound enough because it's kind of overlooked for fancier things. 
um, but it is a gorgeous sound. Now again, a lot of beginners, I hear all of these Dorian. Right? Why not try to stay diatonic? It's actually more challenging to stay in the key that you're in. Right? So if you're in the key of C, having everything be sort of based off of the white key scales, right? The diatonic scales. It sounds easy, but it's actually hard to make sound good. That's level one, is the sixth chord is just the diatonic minor. Level two is exactly what we were talking about Wednesday. We take that sixth chord and we turn it into a secondary dominant chord, right? So an A7, and because we're going, remember, we're going to a minor seven chord in the D minor, it's an A7 flat nine flat 13 based off of that a phrygian dominant scale a b flat c sharp d e f g a right the d harmonic minor scale starting on a fifth mode of the harmonic minor scale this is a great option and this is where we start to get kind of spicy with things Right, so this using this sort of secondary dominant chord. Can be a great way to add some tension. That's kind of level two. Now, level three is so much fun. And it's something that you've probably seen in the real book a million times, in published sheet music a million times. And now we're actually gonna address it and how important it is. Barry Harris talks about this chord. This is the flat three diminished. Specifically going to our two chord here. So we have three, E minor seven, flat three diminished, E flat diminished. To the two chord, D minor seven, to a five chord of our choice, to the one, right? It's so flippin' gorgeous, it doesn't get any better than this. And so this can be used a lot. Like, I love this chord. Listen to that. That's a B on top here. So I have an E-flat diminished seventh chord, but I've got this B natural here at the top of it. You know, actually you could hear this in uh, Someday My Prince Will Come. Right? Isn't that beautiful? Or maybe a D on top. This is a sound that you hear just all the time from the masters. Now, the scale that this is built off of is the whole half diminished scale. Right? So just the diminished scale. So whole step, half step, E flat, F, G flat, A flat, A natural, B natural, C, D. Which is why that B sounds so good. It's part of the scale, right? There's two diminished chords that make up a E flat diminished seventh, E flat diminished seventh, and F, right? Because of the whole ha the whole halfness of it, right? So all of these F diminished seventh tones are like butter notes for this for this chord. So even F natural, you know, ah, it's so crunchy. So do not sleep on the E flat diminished seventh chord. It's so important to the history of the music, honestly. It's such a beautiful way to get from the three chord down to the two chord, right? Again, talking like, continuing on Wednesday's discussion, these diatonic sevenths are so important, but so are the chords in between to get to the diatonic seventh. And that flat three diminished is the, one of the most common ways to get to a two chord. 
it's so beautiful. Okay, so that's sort of level three. Level four is an E flat chord, but it's an E flat seven chord, right? It, it, this is a tritone sub. So, you know, level two is that A7 flat nine flat 13. If we take a A7 flat nine flat 13 voicing, say just a, a standard like G, B flat, C sharp, and F in our right hand, we have A in the bass. Now put an E flat in the bass. That's an E flat seven. It's a tritone sub going to a D minor seven. It's a great substitution. Maybe it's a Lydian dominant. Going to your two chord, but it's such a great way to add that chromatic motion. Again, you hear it all the time. Oh, maybe a tritone sub going to the C. Um, so that's kind of the level four. Now. The level five version of this is still an E flat in the bass, still that chromatic mo movement, but now it's a uh, parallel minor. So it's E minor seven, E flat minor seven to D minor seven. Now, maybe this is an opportunity where everything is Dorian so that you can get a nice chromatic movement. Woof, so much fun maybe a tritone sub going to C. So those are kind of the five basic options. That's all just on one chord of a three, six, two, five, right? So you have the six as a natural minor. You have the six as a secondary dominant, flat nine, flat 13, going to minor. You have the six as the flat three diminished. Ah, so good. You have the six as the tritone sub, the flat three dominant seven. And then you have the six as the parallel minor, minor seven going to a little slip sliding going to the D minor seven. That's what substitutions are all about right there. That really is. I mean, that's so much fun, isn't it? Just taking one chord of a very simple standard chord progression and look what you could do with one chord. We didn't even talk about any of the other chords. You know, there's so much that you can do. So enjoy that. Have fun with that. Poke around with that with other keys. Try it in the key of B flat, E flat, F, A flat, G, all of these common keys that you play in all the time and see if you can find things like that. I mean, that flat three diminished. When you understand the value of that, it can be a game changer for how you sound. All right. Enjoy, folks. Until next time, you'll hear it.